0: All right, well, if you you're having Bibles with you this morning, I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. Before I read this passage, I want to tell you a story. A quick story. Most everyone here, I'm not sure the younger generation would know, but most everybody here knows Kurt Douglas. How many of you all know who the actor Kurt Douglas was? Okay? Kurt Douglas was traveling from a movie location to Palm Springs and he'd been working hard so he rented a limousine to drive him for a couple of days drive so that he could rest and just not be bothered by anything. The driver stopped at a gas station uh, for fuel and while uh, he was there, Mr. Douglas had been asleep in the back of the limousine and so the driver of the limousine just got out, filled up and when he went in to pay, Kirk Douglas got up and went to the restaurant and the driver didn't know and didn't look in the back to see that he wasn't there and drove off. So, Douglas goes out and thumbs a ride. Young boy picked him up, and the boy's driving, and he's looking over at him, and he's driving, he's got his eyes on the road, and he's looking at Kurt Douglas, and he's looking at the road, and he's looking at Kurt Douglas, and he looks at Kurt Douglas and says, Do you know who you are? (laughs) So my question today is, do you know who you are? I think that most of the body of Christ is very confused about who they are. When a born-again believer who has accepted Christ who is now a child of God, who is now a part of the body of Christ, who has been, as Acts would say, added to the church, the called out ones, to accomplish something. When they see themselves as just a sinner saved by grace, they don't have a clue who they are. They don't know who they are. They don't understand who they are. They don't realize what happened and what took place when they got saved. The second thing I would say about that is when you accept Christ into your life and you follow him into water baptism, you recognize that you're making a statement that you're buried with Christ in death and that you are resurrected to a brand new newness of life. Listen to me carefully. You are not the same individual you were before you accepted Christ. And look at me, so many of us as Christians forget who we are. We forget what we have. And we forget our purpose for being here on planet earth. Listen to me. When you die and you've accepted Christ, heaven's a given. It's there. It's the grace of God. It's a gift from God. That is part of the deal when you die. But he didn't save you to die and go to heaven. He didn't make man on earth for man to just go to heaven. In Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 26, and you've heard this so many times, but then God said, listen carefully, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them, man, let them, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the cattle, over, what's that next word? Over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them. Now listen to what he said to them. This is what he said to man when he created him. Here's your purpose. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over live every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it shall be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I have given every green herb for food and it was so. Then God saw everything that he made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Notice this phrase. Let them have dominion. You, if you know who you are, should understand nothing, on the earth or in this world has the right to have dominion over you. Amen. You and I were placed here to have dominion over everything on the planet. Right. Now, you all have heard me say this. Most churches start in Genesis 3, not in Genesis 1. What do you mean? Well, they start after the fall and want to tell everybody they're in sin. But before the fall, we were placed here on the earth with a plan and a purpose from God. That plan and that purpose has never changed. Jesus came to restore back to mankind dominion over everything and nothing on the planet, nothing on the planet should be in charge of you. Now listen to me. Scripture is clear throughout Scripture. The earth is the Lord's. All of the wealth of the world, listen to me, all, of the wealth of the world comes from the earth. This earth, this year, will produce in fruit, vegetables, all of the things it produces. Diamonds come out of the earth, coal comes out of the earth, oil comes out of the earth, all of the wealth that's in this world comes from the earth which is the Lord's and you and I are supposed to have dominion over it. We're supposed to walk in authority over all the earth. God wants man to have authority over the earth. He wants him to rule the way He was created to rule. But everywhere we look, we see symptoms of defeated people. We see a Christianity that is so caught up in what happens at death, they forget that Jesus said, I have come that you may have life. He didn't die so you could just go to heaven. I'm not saying that's not part of the issue, but he came so that you and I could have life so he could reverse what happened in Genesis 3 and take us back to man having dominion over the earth. Now, the picture that we get As we look around, we see people who are sick, depressed, and needy. I understand that. I think it's terrible. I don't want to be sick, I don't like being depressed, and I don't like being needy. So many people live in fear and confusion. Do you think Jesus was wrong? Do you think he was wrong when he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not, shall not prevail against it. I see people all the time being critical of church. And rightly so, because there are a lot of things wrong with churches. But let's not focus on what's wrong. What we've got to focus on is how do we become the church that hell has no power against? The problem, do you know who you are? We should know who we are. We were created in the image and the likeness of God to have dominion over all the earth. Now, part of the problem is that mankind hasn't been taught the law of dominion. We don't really understand what dominion is. The word dominion, there's two words that I want to talk about here for just a moment. One in the Hebrew is vidal. V-A-D-A-L is the word for dominion in the Hebrew. And here's what it means. To rule over or tread down as with grapes. It comes from a Hebrew word meaning spread out prostate. Prostrate, not prostate. (laughs) The picture we get from this word dominion is one of all creation spread out before man where that dominion would extend wherever man's foot would trot. We're supposed to walk the earth having dominion, not with the earth having dominion over us. The second word is kabash, K-A-B-A-S-H, and it means subdue. And what subdue means to trample under foot. Now, both of these, dominion and subdue, both of these talks about having things under your foot. Feet. Let me just remind you of something. Everybody, I've said this for 40 years and people still don't get it. Pastor, what's your end time eschatology? What do you believe is going to happen? I believe that Jesus is under a divine mandate from God the Father that says, sit at my right hand till your enemies be made your footstool. What are you talking about? till mankind takes back dominion over the earth. I'll give you some scriptures on that in a moment. I'll also give you some scriptures that all of creation is waiting for, not the rapture. All of creation is waiting for, not you to go to heaven. All of creation is waiting for, the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God who will bring this earth back into submission to the way God designed it and made it to be. All you've got to do is go back and read about the promised land when they went out and they started seeing what was in that land of promise. Do you remember how big the grapes were? Now, again, I'm getting way ahead of myself, but I want you to just listen to me. Dominion gives man the authority to govern all that is willing to be governed and subdue, he grants man authority over the untamed and rebellious. So, in both of these, dominion and subdue, God gave a mandate of dominion over this planet and everything in it. Are you listening to me? God called us to be stewards of this planet. That's what my daddy always called me was... Steward. He never called me steward. He called me steward. Why? Because I've been called to teach people we are to be stewards over the planet, not to be dominated and subdued by the planet. Now, hear me carefully. Stewardship requires responsibility. I'll say it again. Stewardship requires responsibility. In the mandate that God gave us to have dominion was a requirement that God, that man would order this planet according to God's purpose. Now, In the last couple of months, I've taught about two little phrases, two different phrases that I want to read to you now. The last two weeks, I've said this statement, and I want to say it again. Christianity Christianity has become a celebration of what Jesus did rather than a reception of why he did it. See, we celebrate the death, we celebrate the birth, the death, the burial, the resurrection, but we don't receive why he did those things. He did those things so that we could go back to Genesis 1 and have dominion over the earth. Well, pastor, I don't really care about whether I have dominion over the earth. I just want to go to heaven when I die. And that's so sad. That's so sad. See, because I can look at you and say, I don't care if you're pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation. You believe in the thousand-year millennial reign, whatever you believe after that thousand years, guess what happens to everything? Everybody comes back to planet earth and the rest of life. Jesus' second coming, he returns back to planet... He comes back. Y'all have heard of the second coming, haven't you? Have y'all heard of the second coming? Well, where's he coming to in the second coming? To planet Earth, to live with man who has dominion. We don't want to go that far, we just get to the heaven part and quit. look at somebody and smile and say, even though I don't understand it, he's preaching good. (laughs) Now listen carefully. Christianity has become a celebration of what Jesus did rather than a reception of the reason he did it. And the other statement that I made was a couple of months ago is God's purpose in creating us is so that we through a dependent fellowship with God could receive and display the very life of God. Pastor, what do you mean? We have been predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. What do you say? We're supposed to be just like Christ was on planet earth, having dominion. In Matthew's gospel, the 28th chapter, beginning at verse 18, you've heard this, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, listen to what he said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. In heaven and on earth. Go therefore, this man that he created in Genesis to have dominion, he says, all authority has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Look at me, listen to me. See, we're satisfied to make converts. We think when we make a convert, we've accomplished our job. He didn't say go make converts. When you're converted, he says you need to be baptized. Why? So you can die with me, be buried with me, be resurrected with me, and then you're going to go be seated with me in heavenly places. He has authority in heaven and on earth. He told his disciples, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven so that what he's got going on in heaven can be manifested right here on planet earth. Let me ask you a question. How fruitful do you think the garden of Eden was? Tell me one thing that the Bible says that heaven has that is anything comparable to what was in the garden of Eden. Pastor, are you preaching? Against? I'm not preaching against heaven. I'm just simply saying, He placed us, and Jesus came for us to have dominion here on the earth, for Him to have a life. Look at somebody right now and say, You need to get a life. So, what's our responsibility as believers? Man should be governed by God and remain under God's sovereignty. The problem with man is mankind wants to be like God but they don't want anybody to tell them what to do. That's our problem. We want to be like God but we don't want anybody else telling us we want to do what we want to do. Now I want you to notice, and make a note of this, he said that we are to have dominion over everything Creeping thing. Go back with me to the garden a minute. Eve, in dealing with the servant, what happened? He said, The day you eat of this tree, you will die. God didn't take dominion away from Adam and Eve. Death means separation. What happened? when they partook of the tree, was they were separated from God. They still had dominion. They never lost dominion. We still have dominion. Dominion has never been taken, but Jesus came, So that the restoration between man and God could be restored. It is restored to the point that not only did Jesus come and pay the price for our sins, he sent his Holy Spirit to come where God himself has now chosen to take up his residence on the inside of us and God comes to live in us so that we can be ruled and controlled by the Spirit we should be led by the Spirit of God, directed by the Spirit of God, walk in obedience to the Spirit of God. That's what this whole thing is about. Man lost his access to God, but Jesus restored that. Now, what's happened is that mankind through the ages has neglected and misused their right to rule and subdue. Now let me just stop here for a moment and make sure that everybody understands this. You all do know how God rules and subdues. Only one word, only one word that tells you how God rules and subdues. Love. Greatest force and greatest power on planet Earth is love. Love. God so loved the world that he gave. Love will cause you to give like nothing else will. Love is the most powerful force there is on the planet. Love is the greatest thing that you could ever do. Pastor, why do you think love's so great? Well, let me ask you. What is God? Huh? God is love. Well, you know, sometimes you got to fight, sometimes, no, no. You always have to love. Now look, how many of you know we don't totally understand love, but we get a better understanding all the time? It's amazing what love will do. It's amazing the power involved in love. We just don't always comprehend it. now, God's desire, God's desire is for mature sons and daughters who will exercise in his name authority, dominion over the earth, subdue Satan and all of his unruly and rebellious activity. Get him under their feet, get him and his powers under his feet. How many of y'all know Jesus already defeated Satan? Yes. Who did he defeat Satan for? For you. I wish the church would start believing. Start believing. God's will is for us to walk in authority over sin, sickness, depression, disease, and all the power of the enemy. Just start believing that. We should start believing that we have the authority to have dominion on planet earth. Now, I'm going to real quickly do this. Matter of fact, instead of looking them all up, I've got about four verses of scripture I want to read to you here. Psalms 110 verse 1 it says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. This is David quoting back in Psalms. Next verse. The Lord sh- shall... S- the Lord shall... <laughs> <laughs> the Lord shall... Send The rod of your strength out of Zion rule in the midst of your enemies. This is what he said back in Psalms. Now we'll go to the New Testament. Matthew. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemy your footstool. Next verse. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand. Till I make your enemies your footstool. Next verse. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemy your footstool? All the way through scripture here, he makes this statement Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Till his enemies that he's already defeated. It's a finished work. It's a done deal. Jesus has totally defeated the devil. He went to hell and took the keys to death hell and the grave away from him, he went in there and all of the Old Testament people, he preached the gospel to them and they all that moment got up. The resurrection power was so strong that many of those who had just recently died got up out of their graves and were witnessed in the streets of Jerusalem. We forget about all of that. But all of that's right in Scripture. He has dominion over these things. Now let's go to Romans chapter 8. Look at this. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility not willingly but because of him who subjected it in hope because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Let me ask you a question. When was now? When was now in that verse? 2,000 years ago. Jesus arose victor, conqueror. To him who overcome, he shall inherit all things. Pastor, what are you saying? I'm saying he saves us for a purpose. I'm so excited about the kids going, walking around the hospital and praying. I'll never forget a story about R.W. Schambach. I don't know if you all remember R.W. Schambach. R.W. Schambach was a radio preacher and he was one of those men who was wild. He would pray for people he prayed for people and got this young, these two young guys saved in his meeting and, and, and the next night, they, one of them was healed of cancer and, and he said in his message that night that you ought to be at the hospital emptying people out, praying for them, getting up and going home. So the next night, one of the guys there in revival, says, where's your buddy? He said, he's in jail. So what do you mean he's in jail? He said, well, we went over to the hospital today and started praying for people and telling them to get up and go home. He sent the whole sixth floor home and they arrested him. (laughs) Hear me. When are we going to start believing that we have dominion? over sin, sickness, and disease, and over all the power of the enemy. Lord, help us. Let me give you a little irony. This is, this is ironic. Think about this. Man has become a slave to Satan. Man has become a slave to his own base passions. Our base passions are in charge of us, not the Holy Spirit most of the time. We have become a slave of plants, What are you talking about? What's one of the questions they ask you every time you go to the doctor, if they're doing any kind of an extended thing, one of the questions they will ask you is, do you use tobacco? Do you smoke? Do you use tobacco? You know what tobacco is? It's a plant that has dominion over human beings that they have proven causes illnesses, sickness, and death. Another question I ask you, how often do you drink? I just had my, on Friday, my (laughs) Medicare checkup. How much alcohol do you drink and how often? And my response is, can't tell you, I'm a preacher, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) here's here's what you got to understand, wheat, corn, rye, Do, do, do you realize alcohol is derived from plants? What'd you say they make out of potatoes, Louis? Vodka, made out of potatoes. You got some? <laughs> now listen to me, and, and and here's here's what I'm here's what, I just want you to understand. Marijuana is a plant, and and I'm not I'm not you. All of those were made for us to have dominion. doesn't say you don't use them. It says they should never be addiction to you as a child of God. Listen to me. Medications are to help, not to destroy and our world is covered up. What do you think crack, cocaine, and heroin is? Plant-based products. Again, this is ironic. Do you realize the drug industry in North and South America is larger and more profitable than the entire U.S. automobile industry? And the automobile industry is a key factor in determining our economy. And the drug addiction, hundreds of billions of medical bills can be attributed to illnesses related to slaves to plants. You all understand what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to be critical. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just trying to bring out a point. When man broke free of God's authority, man lost control of himself. Without a relationship with God, man became unable to see where he was going and what he was here on this planet to do. Man became a captive to the world, the flesh and the devil. Our world, and when I talk about the world, I'm talking about we're so manipulated and controlled by, by our environment, by our economy, it's all manipulated, it's all worked, it's all manifested, it's all power driven. Let me tell you something. This earth has the ability to produce more food than this planet can eat. Our government for years has paid farmers to not produce more food than we can eat because they can't control the price of things and it will affect the economy because of evil, demonic mindsets of people who don't understand why God placed us here. And the church world is just happy to sit around and say, I'm going to heaven. The rest of y'all can go to hell. (laughs) Now, If you want to go to heaven, we'll let you in. But we don't really believe we were designed to have dominion on this planet. Hmm. Before we're ever going to free the world from sin, sickness, and disease, we're going to have to start freeing ourselves. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And the knowledge that we need is going to come only from he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Let me close by giving you two verses. In 1 Corinthians chapter three, First Corinthians 3, verse 9, it says clearly, our mandate, have dominion, for we are God's fellow workers. That's the phrase I want you to see. We are God's fellow workers. You were created in his image, in his likeness. Now you're in the family business. Do you know what the family business is? God's wanting to have dominion back over planet earth. We're fellow workers with him. He will work with us. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 says, We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Listen to me. The grace of God will get you to heaven. But he wants you to have a life here on planet earth. It's a powerful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Do you believe that? Let's have dominion. Don't start by trying to take dominion over everybody else. When you begin to example it by love, people will come to you and say, I want what you've got. And you can share it with them. We're getting ready to baptize. It's a whole newness of life. Let me ask you a question. What kind of pastor would I be if I just wanted somebody to be converted and not mature? What kind of father would you be if you just went around having babies but wouldn't grow them up and provide for them till they reached maturity. The church is rampant. Rampant with people wanting to get them born again but doesn't want to mature. Listen. Listen. Making them is fun and easy. (laughs) Birthing them is difficult. Raising them is a struggle. And sometimes the bigger they get, the harder it is. I have found that pastoring. Yeah, but you know what? It's the process, first the natural, then the spiritual. I think it's time that we have dominion and grow up in the body of Christ, don't you? amen. Amen, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the privilege that we have to teach your word and to preach and declare the truth of scripture. Help us, Lord, to comprehend and understand why you placed us on planet earth and to walk in dominion. We'll give you praise, we'll give you honor, we'll give you glory right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.